nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, uh, exploring the world of nursing. This is Leanne Meyer, and our show today is about top leaders uh, looking toward the future of nursing. And uh, I'm here today with two leaders in nursing, um, and we're going to be talking about how to move the impact of nursing forward in the world. And in my many years of nursing, and really the rest of my career since then, it was a rare day when I did not pour myself out on work and clients, whoever they were and not go home completely exhausted. And I'm sure many, many other nurses can relate to that. Um, There were times when I wondered if I should be doing more, something, I I did a lot of volunteering, but I also wondered if perhaps I should be doing something in the community, organizing, uh, fundraising for good causes or political efforts. Uh, It never occurred to me to do what today's guests are encouraging. So I... um, I am going to just give a brief introduction of them, and then we will um, see if we can come back and get started talking. So these two women have devoted their careers to nursing and much of that time to leadership in nursing. Having nursing leaders who are willing to take their passion to move nurses and nursing forward will be critical for our future, especially right now during this time of of not really knowing what healthcare is going to look like in the future and therefore not really sure how nurses are are going to impact it. So my guests want to talk about this um, as well as what it will take for nurses to be recognized at the table of decision making. So my first guest will be Anne Foss-Durant. And she has worked with the Kaiser Permanente in Northern California for over 26 years and now is the chief nursing executive uh, at Hawaii uh, Pacific Health. And my second uh, guest is Karen McDonald, and she's a former cohort of mine who has over 40 years of experience in nursing and healthcare. She served in a variety of nursing leadership and executive roles within the Healthiest Care System in St. Paul, Minnesota. Currently, she is working in collaboration with the Nurses on Boards, Nursing on Boards Coalition in Minnesota and their national organizations in support of the goal they have for 2020 called 10,000 Nurses on Boards by 2020. We're going to take just a quick break for a technical glitch, and we will be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Hi, this is Leanne Meyer, and uh, welcome back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. you got to love live talk shows. So I think we are ready to go here. And I just wanted to uh, mention again that I'm here today with Ann Fosterant, and she has been working for Kaiser Permanente in Northern California for over 26 years. And right now she is the chief nursing executive at Hawaii Pacific Health. And would you like to say hello to our audience? Anne, are you there? for inviting me. Oh, okay. Um, do you want to repeat it? I think we didn't catch that. Sure. I just said good morning, and um, I'm happy to be here. Great. Okay. And um, I think uh, Karen McDonald is with us now, too, and she's a former cohort of mine. She had over 40 years of experience in nursing and healthcare, and a lot of that was nursing leadership and executive roles. 
within the Healthiest Care System in St. Paul, Minnesota. Currently, she is working in collaboration with the Nurses on Boards Coalition in Minnesota and their national organizations. Their goal is 10,000 nurses on boards by 2020. Karen, can you say hello? Good afternoon. I am happy to join as well. So thank you for Me the too. invitation. <laughs> yes, this is great. Um, and could you just uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into nursing and how you got into leadership? Um, I'd be happy to. Uh, I actually didn't start out to be a nurse, uh, but knew I wanted to be in healthcare uh, and started out as pre-med. Um, and after going through school and um, graduating, I actually went into business for a little while and decided that I needed to go back to healthcare. And it was when I sat in my first uh, class in nursing school that I realized I was where I belonged. Um, I was fortunate in going through school uh, that I did my preceptorship in Kaiser Permanente um, and have had a number of mentors in that organization over the years um, and stayed with them actually from the preceptorship for um, over 26 years in progressive uh, assignments. I've spent 22 years in management um, and uh, that actually found me. I did not start out to by wanting to be a nurse exec or wanting to be a manager, but uh, had opportunities and was encouraged to take positions along the way that uh, led me down this path. Great. Um, I uh, would add that I am a lifelong student, um, so I've continued with uh, two bachelor's degrees, two master's degrees, and I'm currently working on my PhD in healthcare innovation at Arizona State University. That sounds fantastic and definitely a lifelong learner. Karen, tell us about your nursing and your leadership experience. Well, I uh, actually started working as a volunteer when I was in high school at a hospital that had just opened in my community, and I was extremely impressed and encouraged uh, by the nurses that I watched as um, they provided care to patients and families and our members of our community. So I decided then and there to go into nursing and applied and got into the School of Nursing at the University of Minnesota. So I completed my bachelor's degree and immediately went to a hospital in one of our communities uh, locally in Minnesota that was... Um, just opening a new unit, and so I started my career as a staff nurse at the bedside and fairly quickly was encouraged to move into a leader, leadership position when I was about 23, and so I became, back in the day, they called them head nurses, and so I ran uh, various patient care units for about 12 years as a head nurse, and uh, along the path, I decided, uh, just as Ann talks about being a lifelong learner, that has always been part of me as well. And so I decided to go back and get my master's degree. And within a couple years, I received my master's. And the hospital that I was working at uh, joined a healthcare system. It was one of the early days of hospital mergers and the creation of healthcare systems. So I ended up um, becoming the patient care 
executive at the hospital that I had been working at, leading units, and ultimately then uh, expanded my role across the care system and so uh, managed a number of patient care units across eight hospitals. Eventually, we closed a few. Um, And so that was my beginning journey as a nurse executive and uh, 25 years later, I was uh, doing uh, lots of different roles within uh, the care system from care management to patient safety to evidence-based practice and uh, nursing research and um, a number of other areas that I had an opportunity to focus on. And then I left after 40 years and decided I would um, take some time to uh, focus on nursing initiatives in my community and nationally that make, made a difference uh, for nurses and patients in advancing healthcare and that uh, were of value to me as well. And so I have been giving back to my community through my service on our School of Nursing Alumni Board. I have been working through our Minnesota Action Coalition, which I'll talk a little bit more about, as well as, um, as Leanne said, leading the Nurses on Boards initiatives in Minnesota and partnering with our national effort, um, which, again, I'll talk a little bit more about as well. So I'm very excited to uh, continue my uh, career in nursing and uh, giving back to um, my communities. The thing that always amazes me is that at the time that you're, um, you know, like you said, you're at the bedside and somebody says, you know, we have a need over here. And could you just do that? A lot of times they'll say for just a little while. And uh, it's just funny how our uh, interest and um, uh, curiosity and just our our general uh, self uh, interest in uh, doing something that is new and different and hard, you know, something we're challenging ourselves with, seems to be something that nurses have in common that they like to do and they like to take on those challenges. So um, one of the things that uh, when we had talked about doing this show, uh, the topic that had come up most strongly was this whole uh, goal that, Karen, that you mentioned, the 10,000 nurses on boards by 2020. Could you talk a little bit more about that and say what that is and how it it came into being? When you say boards, what do you mean by that? Sure. Well, let me start uh, by talking a little bit about uh, in 2011, the Institute of Medicine came out with their landmark report, The Future of Nursing, Leading Change, Advancing Health. And through that report, there were eight recommendations. And one of the recommendations focused on the area of nurses needing to be represented on boards in executive management teams and other key leadership positions in the public, private, and governmental healthcare areas, and that really they needed to serve as healthcare decision makers at every level. And so you think about, and this was really Dr. Michael Bly, who is one of the authors of the report, talked about nurses being the largest population of healthcare workers in the country, and that we really must be at the leadership tables. And so there was a whole uh, host of activities that started really 
led by uh, an organization um, called the Campaign for Action. And through the Campaign for Action, uh, each of the states in the United States came up with a coalition within their respective state to advance the recommendations from the Institute of Medicine report. Many of them, and in fact, I think most, focused uh, some of their efforts on the whole area of leadership. And so leadership, again, um, not just on boards, but on uh, executive management teams and advisory councils and um, the, the whole uh, definition, if you will, of a board is really area, the um, groups that provide strategic influence to improve the health of the communities nationwide. So it would include corporate, governmental, nonprofit, advisory uh, commissions or panels or task forces that have uh, fiduciary or strategic responsibility. So really looking at advancing, again, health in our communities. So uh, after the coalitions were in place for about five years, in 2014, the um, National Nurses on Boards Coalition was formed out of a number of, it was about 19 to 20 uh, nursing organizations uh, across the country came together and said, we really need to have a coalition to advance this specific initiative. And they set the goal as we want to facilitate getting 10,000 nurses on boards by 2020, as well as raise awareness that all boards would benefit from the unique perspective that nurses bring um, to really help achieve those goals of improved health, efficient and effective healthcare systems at the local level, at the state level, and at the national level. And so that's how if it I got could, started. if I can interrupt from your point of view, you were out on the West Coast at the time of this IOM uh, 2011. How did it impact you? Um, well. The entire report uh, talks about not only um, getting nurses more visible in leadership and executive positions and into decision-making positions, but also um, it looks towards nursing to help solve uh, the issue of, of, of health care in this country uh, as we begin to address kind of the cost of health care and outcomes. Um, in that way, it looks at um, are nurses working at the top of license? Do we have nurses in positions where they're um, helping to make some decisions? And as Karen said, I think we see that across the country, nurses becoming more involved. Um, my hope is, you know, we're involved not only on uh, private boards or uh, nonprofit boards, but we're also involved in the government process where we're helping to facilitate the committees that are, that are making these decisions uh, regarding health care. I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that. Um, it's nice to know that people who really know what they're talking about and have the connections of all the different ways that healthcare play into people's lives um, are assisting in that mode. Um, I had a thought, and it went right through my brain and out. Uh, Karen, do you have a thought you want to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Anne's right on in terms of we really want to focus um, nurses 
in all those different areas where they can contribute their knowledge, their wisdom, their clinical experience, um, particularly their experience around um, patients and families and really being that patient and family advocate, which nurses do so well, um, you know, working at the bedside or having worked at the bedside. So um, the other thing I would comment, too, is that part of the IOM report focused on having nurse leaders at every level. So, um, so oftentimes I think nurses think, oh, I, I'm not a leader because I'm practicing at the bedside. I'm in, you know, I'll hear this in the past. I'm just a staff nurse. And so we've really been trying to um, emphasize that every nurse, whatever position they're in, is a leader and has an opportunity to influence um, healthcare wherever they practice um, in, in whatever setting they are. So it really is having nurse leaders at all levels of the organizations, at all levels mm-hmm. in our community, and as Anne articulated, it's really important being at that table where the governmental decisions are, are made as well. So, Yes. I'm, I, I completely, uh, this is Anne, I completely Anne. agree, Karen, and... Um, you know, as a nurse executive, I often struggle with how do we entice nurses to take those leadership roles and how do we get them more involved um, and how do we provide them uh, the mentorship and uh, examples of how to move forward and into, into those positions. Absolutely. Uh, is that a question or a statement? <laughs> is, are you throwing that out as a question? The sort of both, yes. Yeah. So how about some ideas? How do we do that? Well, one of the things, this is Karen, I would um, comment on is that um, mentoring and thinking back in my experience as a nurse, I really looked to key role models who really encouraged, facilitated, um, told me I was ready uh, to take on a leadership position, even knowing that I, I was leading in my own way, for example, in a staff nurse role. And so that it, it really was important, and I, I reflect back on that. So as I think about mentoring today, it's twofold. One is that I, as a seasoned nurse leader, really look to giving back. And so as I was sharing some of the things that I'm working on, it is giving back, being able to help uh, nurses, again, at all levels to see themselves as, as leaders and to help provide them with experience and opportunity and um, projects and initiatives and encouragement, all of those things um, that they're, they're important in helping, again, to advance health in, in their organizations and in their communities as well as um, nurses need to seek out mentors. And so to, to step up and, you know, be courageous and, and actually um, ask for uh, nurse leaders that they look up to and respect and, um, you know, formally ask if they'd be willing to mentor them. It could be on a particular topic or um, an area that they feel they need more um, experience and learning from. So I think it, it works both ways, and it's important, and we can talk a little bit more, um, but I'll, I'll pause there. 
Um, one of the things I was thinking of is when we think about leadership, we often think about it as a formal position. But just as you were saying, Karen, um, many times what I realized is there's an awful lot of informal leadership that goes on on the units. Who's the person that everybody goes to to find out about medications? Who's the person who um, really seems to know what the doctors want? Either they've dealt with them before, they seem to have uh, an, an idea of what's the best way to deal with this doctor or that doctor. There just seems to be informal leaders, and then there are people that are formal but often those informal leaders can move into formal roles. So I think that's one of the things is you don't have to think in terms of, am I the leader? Um, think of it as, are people, you know, are people coming to me to ask questions and understand certain concepts? And uh, what are some ways that you have helped uh, nurses move into leadership roles? Well, nursing has a long history of um, taking those informal leaders and, and assigning them uh, leadership roles. Uh, I personally have a number of nurses uh, in my facility who um, are in uh, nursing programs. I often work with them on their projects, uh, making sure that they have access to things. I think as a nurse exec, one of the most important things we can do is provide um, time uh, time for stretch assignments, time for special projects, time to help develop skills. Um, make sure we're bringing forward the education and opportunities that exist outside of organizations for nurses uh, to learn about these things and develop these skills. And then um, keep them aware of what it would take to begin to apply for some of those positions. Um, and mm -hmm. I definitely keep them in mind as positions open up and, and leaders move on to uh, other roles um, so that we're bringing, bringing those frontline staff along with us instead of looking to the outside. Right. And you had mentioned, too, about in the past when we didn't have such easy connection, uh, not everybody had a cell phone, maybe you had a beeper yeah. at the most. Um, talk a little bit about that, how that was actually a benefit in some ways. Yeah, I, when I came up through the ranks, which was several years ago, um, accessibility to your leader wasn't always there. Uh, you were primarily working with pagers or the, the hospital operator reaching out to them uh, directly. So um, when they would go off to meetings or they would go away, uh, they would put someone in, in place of them and they would step in and, and take care of the meetings and uh, the other obligations while they were um, out of the workplace. And you managed. You managed to do things. And when you came back, you'd sit with that person and you'd talk over how things went, uh, what you did in certain circumstances. They were able to give you feedback. You know, um, many times it was you did fine. I wouldn't have done anything differently. Other times it would have been next time you might want to consider or did you think about and that's actually how you had an opportunity to, to try on a leadership role or try on a position. Unfortunately, nowadays we're so accessible that even though I travel, um, and I am in Hawaii, uh, I'm located on Kauai, so I often travel to Oahu. When I travel to Oahu, people just page or text me. There's no need to have someone to step in and, and um, kind of sit in my role for that day. And mm -hmm. 
actually, it may be a disservice, uh, but mm. there are, have to be other opportunities where people can have that experience as well. Yeah. I do want to get us back to this whole concept. I know how fast this time goes of 10,000 nurses in boardrooms by 2020. Um, Karen, tell us more about this and what what do we need to know about this concept? Um, Share share with us more about this idea. Sure. So as I had mentioned, uh, the Nurses on Boards Coalition was officially formed in 2014, and it took about a year of the... 20-some nursing organizations that were supporting this effort to really come around the table and um, formally get the, the structure, if you will, in place. And so in 2015, early in 2015, it really took off. And so there's just an amazing um, structure around this coalition. And um, coalitions, of course, are really partnerships um, in, in making the goal happen. And um, so the coalition, which you can find, I'm going to say the website so that you can go out and check a little bit more out on it, um, is uh, simply nursesonboardscoalition.org. And the coalition website has, um, I want to call out a couple things. One is that we're really seeking to... um, get the data around how many nurses currently are serving on boards. And so there's a little survey um, when you go to the website about answering, am I on a board? You can answer yes. You may be on more than one board, so you can indicate the, the, the numbers of boards that you're on. Or secondly, if you're not currently on a board, that you can say no, but I'd like to be on one. And the um, goal is twofold. One is we want to be able to measure how are we doing in terms of the um, the goal. And actually, I was out there this morning, and um, the numbers are like 4,694 have been counted as of today. Um, so we're almost halfway to the goal with 10,000 nurses. Um, the other thing that is provided are a number of resources. So there's links to articles, links to other organizations to check out any kind of resource that would be of value. The other thing that's featured there, which I think is so important, is having the opportunity to learn from other nurse leaders, again, talking about mentoring. Um, So there are nurse leaders who are serving in, again, boards. It could be an advisory council. It could be at the governmental level private level, the public level, um, and hearing their story, why are they serving, and uh, what are the passions that they bring to their service, and um, and so that nurses can learn from them and be motivated and encouraged and inspired um, to, to seek out those opportunities as well. And as we work um, across the country, and I'll, I'll speak to Minnesota, we, we look to eventually do some sort of matching program so that we're, we learn of opportunities to serve in, in, a, in a board level, an advisory council level, that we would be able to match a nurse um, that's in our database uh, to those opportunities. So I encourage everyone to check out the website and, and get inspired and excited about um, serving. 
I was curious, uh, those people who are on more than one board, do they get counted more than one time or are they just one person? <laughs> um, Karen? That's a good question. My understanding is that they would be counted as one person. I, you know, I, I have to admit I don't know the numbers of people. I don't okay. think it's huge where they're on more than one board, but sure. there are certainly, um, you know, people that, uh, do serve on on on, on several different boards, um, which is so, a great opportunity. And perhaps we can talk um, along the way here about looking at how do you identify even what kind of board you want to be on, and in where you might even start, and yeah. how do you get on that path? So. You know, both of you, we're going to be coming up against a break here in a few minutes, but both of you had mentioned that uh, it's important to have nurses' voices out there, not just in healthcare, but in other areas. Um, Anne, would you like to speak to that at all? How do you see nurses um, helping making decisions in more than just healthcare? Um, you know, what, healthcare is such a broad topic um, and impacts every aspect of life. Uh, there is a rich body of research that talks about the socioeconomic impact um, on health and health disparity in this country. Uh, so there are just under 3 million, I think it's 2.9 million nurses in the United States today. Uh, and that's a large group of people who have knowledge not only about health and disease, but about wellness, about how to stay well, healthy and um, preventative health, and those things that need to be in place in order to achieve that. Um, so it's not necessarily just healthcare focused. It may be an industry that might impact the environment that might have future health risk. Um, it may be an industry that might be developing something to put into clinical practice that nurses can tell whether that's going to work or not. Um, so I would never limit a nurse just to healthcare. And I think we need to own the fact that uh, we have a broader knowledge base than just disease. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Karen, do you have any thoughts in addition to that? We have about two minutes before our break. Yeah, Ann is totally right on in terms of looking more broadly. And so um, thinking about the school board, your city council, thinking locally is great. That's where we want people to, to really start. And yes, there will be nurses who are on those bigger national boards, but really where I think, and this is my opinion, nurse can really make a difference um, at their local level. And so I have examples of people that I work with who, you know, do serve on their school board or their, their um, children are very involved in athletics, so they serve in that way, which really when you think about health and wellness, um, that's so important. Um, so there's lots of different ways in which uh, individuals can be involved. I'm looking at serving on our local community, um, my, my very local community board um, around health. And so there's just so many opportunities out there. Um, and maybe when we come back after the break, we can talk about, you know, how do you begin identifying where you might want to start. That is a great uh, idea and a great way to take us out here. So we're going to take a quick break. 
And we will be back in just a couple of minutes. If you're just tuning in, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm talking with two healthcare nursing leaders, and uh, we're talking about how um, nurses can uh, be uh, helpful in every area of, of the community. Um, we will be back, uh, I should say, it's um, Ann Foster-Rant from Hawaii, who is with She's the Chief Nursing Executive of Hawaii Pacific Health, and Karen McDonald from St. Paul, Minnesota, who's working with the project of 10,000 nurses in boardrooms by 2020. And we'll be right back. The Nursing Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact Senior Executive Producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. 
You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Hi, this is Leanne Meyer, and this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. We're talking today about top leaders helping us move toward the future of healthcare. And I have uh, Anne Fosterant. She's one of four chief nursing executive officers in the Hawaii Pacific Health Organization. And Karen McDonald, who is in St. Paul, Minnesota, she is working right now with a program uh, with a goal toward 10,000 nurses in boardrooms by 2020. So we've been talking about a lot of different things about uh, nurse leaders and finding where you're going to go. We wanted to talk about how do you find um, what's your passion and and the direction that you would like to go and and be a part of. So, um, Karen, would you like to start with that? Sure. Um, And I also want to acknowledge that um, some of the material that I'm going to reference and and talk about comes um, from some articles and learnings through um, through the Nurses on Boards Coalition and the Campaign for Action, and particularly one of the leaders, and I want to acknowledge her name, Susan Hassmiller, uh, who is one of the, the national leaders for the Campaign for Action, and she's been really instrumental in leading not only the Campaign for Action, but the Nurses on Boards. And um, so she really talks about creating a strategic plan and um you know, in some of the work I've been doing, it's, it, we call it a personalized plan. So really starting to think about what am I passionate about? If I were to give back to my community or my organization or an organization that um, I'm going to commit some time to, what, where would I really like to do that? What do I enjoy doing? What, what is a passion of mine that I wouldn't mind at the end of the day committing to an hour or two meeting to, to advance um, whatever that particular initiative is. So thinking about spending some time really reflecting on what your passion is about and where you'd like to spend that time and energy. And then, as I was mentioning earlier, thinking about locally. So it doesn't need to be a big national thing. It can really be in your local community, in your local organization, um, and so really think about starting small and particularly as a new nurse leader, thinking, um, you know, in that, that smaller um, scope, if you will. And then thinking about who are the people that I know, what are some of the networks that I have, what are some of the relationships I have within my organization as well as in my professional community. And so, again, thinking about mentoring who are some of those individuals that I could reach out to that might help me get started, that might give me some concrete advice that I can take to advance my um, participation in the board or community council or or whatever um, uh, organization you decide to serve. And then thinking about, um, Ann and I both talked about being lifelong learners, so um, it really is about getting educated around, well, what do I need to do to be a a good, great board member? And then knowing that you already have a lot of great skills and knowledge and experience. And so leveraging those um, sets of skills and and that knowledge and um, the leadership skills that you've developed um, 
whatever role you've been in, and but then knowing that you're not done learning, and so that um, even once you get on a board, that you're going to be learning about the organization, about the mission, about how to be successful in that board, how to partner with the board members um, and your colleagues sitting around the table, and what do I need to do to continue learning um, about advancing the uh, mission and the strategic vision that that organization that you're serving on the board. Um, so those are all important things to, to help you get started and to continue being an effective board member. And knowing awesome. that there's lots of resources out there. And again, I would um, call attention to the nurses on boards coalition.org to be able to get more information and resources and and tap into those to help you along the way. Those sound like really good ones. And do you have some thoughts along that line too, as far as how you have seen people um, get into uh, areas that might be something they may not have thought of before? Um, I think it's it's being open um, and uh, the networking and mentoring definitely comes into play. Um, identifying people who might be doing something different that you might be interested in or um, you might want to explore a little bit more. Um, not being afraid to reach out and ask uh, for the opportunity to sit and talk with someone about the work that they're doing. Um, most people love to do that and most nurse leaders are very happy to help a person along um, I know I would not be where I am today if I did not have uh, the mentors in my life and my career. I think about, too, especially in my early years, um, there were so many people who didn't seem to realize um, how much they had to offer, uh, sort of took their own gifts for granted. And um, I think many times we don't always think to tell somebody else, um, you know, or to praise them or uh, offer encouragement to them that we just assume they know that, and in fact they may not. Karen, do you have any thought about that? <clears throat> no, absolutely. I, I think oftentimes we um, don't think as highly of our our own skill set and our own knowledge. Um, as as we should, and that it really does take that encouraging word that um, those uh, sort of supportive, facilitative comments from your colleagues and um, the people that surround you. And um, so I think doing that ourselves to each other um, is really a, a first step, and then hopefully it creates that environment um, for others to, to do the same. And I, I would agree with Anne. I would not be where I um, am today and the career that I've had and the great opportunities I've been exposed to and the great people that I've had an opportunity to work with and, and, and really the patients and families that I've been able to serve throughout my years without that supportive environment. And, mm-hmm. and I was very fortunate. had a great organization and community to, to help me. Um, along my journey. So I feel very fortunate. So, And do you ever run into the people that feel like they want to stay in the background? And I don't know if this is women or if it's a certain personality type or whatever, but so often I'm surprised at uh, nurses that don't want to be brought out into the spotlight. They want to um, 
just kind of be behind the scenes. And um, are you uh, aware of people like that? And have you had to encourage some of them to come forth? Um, there, there are always people who prefer to work in the background versus in the spotlight. Um, and I, I believe in many respects I was one of those and continue to be one of those. I'm more comfortable um, having someone else and be there in uh, public with the public face. Mm-hmm. Um, however, many of my mentors have helped me through that uh, and helped me find my voice um, and helped me recognize what I have to offer that's unique. Yes. Um, and we need, as leaders, to seek those individuals out and appreciate them or make them understand that they have talents that are unique that they could offer um, and give them opportunity and support we have a nursing conference coming up. I have three uh, staff nurses who will be presenting their story oh, in front great. of 300 people, great. Um, many of whom were nervous. So we've switched that to have more of a conversational interview style uh, rather than standing uh-huh. up and, and giving a presentation uh, to increase their comfort. So I think there are things people can do to make it easier uh, on yeah. those individuals. Be aware of it. We have just a couple of minutes left, but I did want to have each of you, uh, if you could share what's, if there's one thing you would like nurses all over the world to hear from you, uh, what would that be, Karen? Well, I think the main message I'd have, and this relates to my career as well as the work that I'm doing now, is that every nurse is a leader. And every nurse has an opportunity to influence, influence, influence the people that they work with, their colleagues um, in, in the various professions, as well as influence the patients and families and clients in the communities that they serve. And so um, recognizing that you are a leader and, um, and then secondly, a part of that is that your learning is never done. And so... Mm-hmm as one of the things that the IOM report supported in terms of a recommendation was that become a lifelong learner and um, you will be successful. I have to move to Anne. We've got about a minute. What what would you like to share? I echo everything Karen said, but I would add, um, please uh, feel comfortable reaching out to others. Um, Those mentorship relationships are critical. Uh, and I, I think that that's important for them to understand. Finding a mentor will help them um, and help move them uh, along their journey. I want to just mention to nurses out there, um, if you want to make a difference in the world, I can't think of a better occupation than nursing to be able to do phenomenal things. So I want to thank both of my guests for this energetic discussion and putting nurses in the driver's seat of making decisions across the country and across the world by being on boards of major companies, healthcare, and otherwise. Uh, thank you, Ann Fosterant, one of the chief nursing executives at the Hawaii Pacific Health Company, and Karen McDonald. I really want to thank you for the work that you're doing on getting 10,000 nurses on board on boards by uh, 2020. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you're welcome. 
And I also wanted to just give a quick shout out to um, the Soka Gakkai International and their United States Festival of 50,000 Lions of Justice who are meeting in nine locations simultaneously across the country on September 23rd at 2 p.m. It's going to be simultaneously. So on the East Coast, it'll be 2 p.m. In the Pacific Coast, it's 11. And I'd have to figure that out for Hawaii. Um, They will join 50,000 young people who will walk away with the mission of ushering in an era of hope and respect worldwide. I am so proud to be a part of this Soka Gakkai International. It means value-creating society, and it's an international organization dedicated to peace, culture, and education. And uh, if this interests you and finding out about it, it's uh, just Google 50,000 Lions of Justice before and or after the event. There'll be so much information. I know there's been a lot of uh, videos on YouTube. And in general, it is so major. And I just am so hopeful uh, that this will uh, be an electric shock to get people moving in a positive and heartfelt direction. So I do want to thank all of our listeners all over the world and uh, for you coming back and for you telling other people about this program. Uh, If there is um, any ideas of what you'd like to hear on the show, just let me know at leannevoiceamerica at uh, gmail.com. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.